All right, folks, uh, welcome to the fourth episode of season two. Now, this is just this is just stunning. I remember season one, episode four with Anna Vegas. Uh, it was about three months ago. Um, it, it was a really cool experience because she was one of my uh, one of the first friends that I had on. It was just cool hearing her advice, hearing how to handle life, handle obstacles in life. And just the journey she was heading on as she went to Texas and to work and and, and shout out to her, congrats to her. She uh she finished working in Texas for about two and a half, three months and she did well. We're proud of her. But anyway, folks, we have a new guest, uh, a unique guest, a cool guest, a guest who isn't like any other guest. That's usually how all my episodes are. There's always a new guest. But this guest is uh is a level ten trampolinist. I don't even know what it is, but he's gonna get into it. He's climbed ten mountains, and when I mean mountains, I mean mountains that were fourteen thousand feet and above. Uh, he climbed those type of mountains, folks. And I believe he did this challenge where he walked like 100 miles in like uh, a span of like 10 days or whatever or something like that. But anyway, folks, welcome Elias Blanca. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, of course, Elias. Um, so I mentioned you were a level 10 trampolinist. Uh, so, so what got you into gymnastics and trampolining? Um, when I was about maybe first or second grade, I started artistic gymnastics and that's just the normal gymnastics that you see like on TV mm -hmm, or on mm -hmm. the Olympics. Right. But um, I switched over to tumbling and trampoline uh, about two years ago. It's basically like um, super, super bouncy Olympic trampolines. and Like, like rush air? Uh, actually, like <laughs> a lot more bouncy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You can go maybe like, like 30 feet max wow. on them. Yeah. Wow. So... Yeah, I've been in that for about two years, and I excelled a lot faster than when I was in gymnastics. I'm level 10 trying to be, or trying to go elite this year, and I will be the second elite in Kern County if I do achieve that goal. So there's, there's, so after level 10, you can get higher, that would be elite. Mm -hmm. And then is there anything past that or no? Um, sort of. Well, basically there's, all the levels after level 10 are junior elite, um, or youth elite, junior elite, mm -hmm. open elite, and senior elite. Um, I would be going to open elite because I'm already past 16 years old. Okay. But <clears throat> there's open elite and then senior elite is Olympic level. And that's when you get scouted for colleges and you can go to the Olympics. Wow, that sounds very interesting. Mm -hmm. So this is just something that you started when you were young, kind of grabbed your attention, and you just built. You just built off that. Yep. Okay. Um, so with, when, with doing gymnastics, like what are, what are the benefits of it besides, you know, sweating a ton, burning a bunch of calories? It's basically cardio. Like what are some good benefits to, uh, being in gymnastics and just doing trampolining? You gain a lot of confidence and you gain lots of strength. Mm -hmm. Um, in gymnastics, you get really strong. You can, you can, you look really strong too. <laughs> and you don't even have to lift a single weight cause it's all calisthenics and body weight training, but it's, it creates a really good discipline. It's a lot it's really good confidence mm -hmm. if you get to higher levels. Also, you learn a lot from competitions. Yeah. And it's just, it's a really good discipline kind of sport. So have you won like a lot of awards at these competitions or? Uh, sorry, I've, I've gotten a couple first place. Mm -hmm. um, wow, congrats. Medals, <laughs> thanks. Uh -huh. um, I've got, I won regionals two times, I think. So first place in re at regionals. Wow, well, that sounds like a very cool, uh, I'm going to categorize it as a sport, you know, because during the Olympics, like, I watch it, and I'm like, wow, how can someone do that? Like, how can someone do so many flips and bend that way? It, it, it's just crazy. It's definitely a sport I couldn't do. That's why I stick to swimming and water polo. Um, but I actually got carried away, folks. I just want to say shout out to Zach Haber-Lopez. We were recording this in his living room right now. He uh, let me record in his house, so it's really cool. 
Um, usually I've recorded everywhere. I've recorded in my cousin's car, my house, my backyard, uh, Vince Fong's office. It, it, I've been everywhere, but thank you, Zach Haber Lopez. Yeah, not a problem, Sam. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, Elias, um, so how did you get, as I mentioned before, you, you, you've climbed, you did this challenge back in uh, June, I believe, or July. Yeah. Now, before I get into this next question, what was that challenge with the um, mountains, of course? That challenge actually in total was called the Tri-10 Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the 10th anniversary of our clean water climb for my grandpa. He started 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so basically, we were going to go do a really, really, really big climb in um, in Africa. But, um, you know, since COVID happened, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. couldn't really travel out of country. So yeah. we decided to make a really difficult challenge in the U.S. So what we did is for 10 days, we biked 200 miles. Holy cow. Yeah. And, and then, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> and then right after that 10 days, we walked 100 miles in 10 days. Okay. And then uh, we had a couple days of bre- uh, of rest, and then we went to Colorado and climbed 10 14ers. And Jeez. those are all the mountains, or uh, not all the mountains above 14,000 feet, but we climbed the most, maybe not the most popular, but some of the good ones to climb mm-hmm. um, in eight days <laughs> wow that's that's that must you must have put your body through a, a toll there yeah uh-huh. it was it was really really rough um especially going down the mountains because it caught it's it takes a lot of muscle control and it kills your knees no you don't free solo it right you have ropes mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff uh actually we didn't use ropes it was just really really steep scrambling i guess okay yeah it's just like if you're not careful you can i guess tumble to your death <laughs> yeah but um yeah, a lot of it's just really extreme hiking and then some scrambling on like edges and stuff. Now, how did you how did you sum up the energy to do that? You know, you you climb eight mountain you in in eight day span you climb ten mountains that are like, you know, fourteen thousand feet and above tall. Like, how did you sum up that energy? Is it just mental focus? You just you just get in the zone and like nothing can get you out of it, or is it just all of this endurance and time that you spent? It's a lot of there's some training beforehand, like the walking and biking. That was some good um, cardio training because. Mm-hmm. The higher you get up, the less barometric pressure there is. And okay. That means the oxygen molecules are far farther apart, so you get less oxygen when you breathe in. Right, right. So So you're really training your lungs there. Yeah. <laughs> so you what's to prepare for that, the best way is just lots of cardio. And so I just I achieved that just by doing the walking, biking and gymnastics. So mm-hmm. I didn't really have to focus, but without the in my on my previous climbs that I did, I did Everest Base Camp. Mm-hmm. in november and i did mount kilimanjaro two years ago wow and what i did i just did like five hours of cardio a week plus gymnastics oh my goodness yeah that's a lot yeah yeah i when i run i definitely don't do five hours i probably maybe maybe do one because i like run for like 15 minutes four times a week but mm-hmm. like still five hours of cardio congrats to you so it must be hard for you to gain weight yeah. all that running all that climbing yeah <laughs> okay so what how did you get into mountain climbing and why do you climb these gigantic gigantic mountains um, I know I you got, mentioned something about clean water mm-hmm. and that. Uh, my first climb was Kilimanjaro, actually. Wow, what a way to break yeah. into the mountain climbing base. I know. My, <laughs> my, uh, my grandpa, he started this organiza- organization called Clean Water Climb. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we do is we raise money for each climb we do. And we try to make the mountains, you know, sound ridiculous. <laughs> and, like, we try to do big ones so it yeah. catches people's attention. And then they're like, oh, they're doing this and why are they doing wait why are you doing that you know Uh and so yeah we've been raising um money for every single climb we do and in total and through everybody's um climbs and like 
uh, fundraising, we've raised almost $3 million. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you, and that's, that's, so basically you're a nonprofit in a sense. You're mm-hmm. raising all this money and you're helping people who, you know, have a problem, can't find clean water. Uh, so, wow, that's, that's really cool. Um, how can one, like, let's say someone like me or someone like Zach, who we don't really climb, but we, we want to know about it. We, we want to help people out. How can one find out about this clean water project that you do? Um, I mean, I guess I try to like spread the word on social media mm-hmm. and I try to just promote as much as possible. Right. But if, I mean, if some people want to climb, some of the climbs aren't really that hard because some of it's just extreme hiking. You just have to be physically prepared, like um, in, in shape, I guess. But if people want to help, I have a web, or my grandpa has a website, it's called uh, Clean Water Climb, and you can just click on it, and all the climbers will pop up, and or all the climbs that are scheduled will pop up, and uh, whichever one, like you hear that I'm doing, I guess, you can just click on that one, and then it'll show all the climbers, mm-hmm. and you can support whichever climb. <clears throat> so, um, when when you're talking about climbing mountains, like, like this is tough, and, and you're not just climbing mountains to climb mountains, it, to, well, you're being adventurous, of course, but you're not just doing it to be adventurous, you're, you're doing it, you know, to help kids who, who need water, something so simple and something that we take for granted in America. It, it, when you, okay, let me be careful, I, uh, let me just word this correctly, is this something that you want to do for, for a, a long time, well, let's say five years down the line, ten years down the line, is just climb these mountains, raise money, or do you want it to, like, see this nonprofit grow and, and maybe start one on your own? Um, I mean, maybe a little bit of both. Um, my grandpa really wants me to take over someday just mm-hmm. because I'm in better or I'm younger. I'm in better shape. He started it when he was like 60. Wow. So he's, so it's never too late to start. It's never too late to start. <laughs> he's, he's really fit. He actually got the coronavirus, but he had wow. no symptoms because he's just really, really healthy. Wow. At 60 years old. Yeah. What a, or, uh, well, what a beast. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he's really strong. He's climbed a lot more mountains than me and a lot more like higher ones, but yeah, I'd love to take over someday, do some crazy ones. One of my goals is to do all of Everest. I've done part of it, and I've seen it already. And a lot of people just do it because, oh, yeah, Everest, I want to get a picture up there. <laughs> but a lot of people don't think about the journey, I guess, up. And, in, like, when if people hear, you're doing Mount Everest, I think that would be, a, like, a big, um, I guess, uh, donation, like, attention grabber almost. Right, right. Like... Like attention grabber, like that's when I had Vince Fong on my podcast. I was definitely an attention grabber right there. Mm-hmm. But so when you talk about climbing Mount Everest, like, like do you have to like really have a good? You have to have a, a good mental state, a good mental focus. Because Mount Everest, like I hate to say it, but a lot of climbers end up dying on Mount mm-hmm. Everest because it's so steep, it's dangerous, it's cold. It, there's a bunch of snow everywhere. Like, how do you prepare yourself for that? Um, for all of my Everest. Let me just quick say it. How do you just prepare yourself? Like it could be from climbing mountains or to doing gymnastics or just anything with adventure and getting out of your comfort zone. Like how can you prepare yourself in it mentally for that? Mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you have to have the physical aspect yeah. factor for sure. Mentally, <clears throat> it's, it's really hard to overcome something mentally for me. I'm always nervous until I do it. Right. I'm always a little hesitant. But That's what I heard Mike Tyson say. He said before every fight, he was so scared. And then, you know, obviously he's, probably to go to boxing mm-hmm. and he just let that all go on away on the line but anyway yeah but um <clears throat> i guess you just try to i think if you f- prepare physically more and you make sure you have everything you need mm-hmm. you'll be you'll be more <clears throat> confident in climbing i guess mm-hmm. yeah so take care of yourself from a physical standpoint yeah like um 
for those who are fans of Sammy Hour, I was talking about, I had a guest on a long time ago, Jason Koontz. It was way back, season one, episode two. And he talked about how it's very important to be physically fit um, and know that you can handle a lot of obstacles and a lot of, and a lot of, uh, you know, crazy things. So you, so that prepares your mental state and say, you know, it, it, he related it back to like running. Like he said, you, if you're training for um, a half marathon, you should probably at least run like three miles at first and then start building up gradually. Like that was with you, you know, you didn't just start like climbing like 14,000 uh, feet mountains. You started, you know, doing gymnastics and uh-huh. one by one by one, you know, I'm sure your first, what was your first, was your first mountain actually 14,000 feet or? No, I mean, technically my first mountain was Mount Pinos. It's in uh, the grapevine. It's like. 9,000 feet. Okay, so yeah. you built your way up there. Mm-hmm. It just it just didn't happen overnight where you climbed yeah. or hiked this, like, 14,000-foot mountain. So and that's just, like, one of the takeaways I, I just want people to have is you got to really uh, you gotta really condition yourself physically so you can excel uh, physically and so you can be just really mentally. Like, that's one thing I had, too, Elias, is I wanted I, – I, I took swimming really seriously junior year. I really wanted to be a good swimmer mm-hmm. and just – you know, be one of these top five or, or whatever on our swim team. But I, I, I set those goals, but it'd be like me, like walking into a swim meet and I barely show up to practice. I, I'm not ready mentally. Like I know I'm not going to do good. So that's why I showed, I showed up to practice, you know, at least four or five days. And I didn't only swim, but I did weight. So I, I was really preparing myself physically so I could excel um, when it came to the meets and I was already mentally ready. So that's just, you know, one thing that I got from it. And that's just my little two cents for the day. Um, but as we move into our next, or is there anything you want to add on to that before I move on to my next question? I don't want to be, you know, rushing oh, these no, questions. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, what is, uh, what is the thrill and best aspects, uh, of adventure? Um, it's kind of nerve wracking at first, but mm-hmm. it's a really big accomplishment, especially like all the things I've done and all the things I've been scared of. Mm-hmm. I've really, really like, it's the most amazing thing I've done i enjoy myself while i'm doing everything it's just it gives me a really exhilarating thrill every time i do a lot of things so you really like nature Mm -hmm. and um like on the climbs i like purposely get close to the edge just for fun (laughs) oh my god like i'm not like dumb about it like i won't like look over i'll be like it just like like i'll take the get that boldness Mm -hmm. yeah I'll take the roots, like, uh, I guess scrambling. Scrambling's not really rock climbing. Yeah, what is like, scrambling? I just want to quick get that. Like, we should got that term out before, but anyway. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, I guess <clears throat> it's really, really rocky, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like maybe maybe like at a 30-degree angle, climbing, not 45 because it's really steep. Yeah, that would hurt your like, back. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, it's technically rock climbing, but not straight up and vertical, I guess you could say. So I would do scrambling, like, right, like, kind of the, uh, the way up to the mountain but on the side and so it's kind of closer to the edge which is fun <laughs> for me at so least. You, really, you really have to know what you're doing and once again you prepare physically so you're ready mentally like oh i'm gonna i'm close to the edge but you know whatever i got this i've been training at this and that's one thing about uh pursuing adventure and, and getting out of your comfort zone is you have to you know take the risk make the hard decisions so you know that you can handle certain things you know like you look at michael phelps he wanted to be probably he, he always had the goal mind to be an elite swimmer a great swimmer and, and you know be and be great one day and make the olympics possibly that's what i heard and it wasn't like just like he swam like five days a week no he swam 365 days a year he took no breaks off in that and that that trends are trans transitioned to him becoming probably the best olympic swimmer ever so he that was just him you know getting out of his comfort zone pursuing something uh, that was scary but he still trained for it and and had the right mental state um 
Ed, is there any other, is there any other aspects that you like about adventure? You know, besides like you know taking risks and that. Is it is it fun just to see uh, God's creation or just to see different aspects of nature or just um, to try new things, see um, different terrain? Because you know, like when you climb up like a mountain in Colorado, it's different than you know a desert here, like mm-hmm. desert terrain here in in Bakersfield. Yeah, <clears throat> I I mean. Uh, just doing adventure, like adventurous things, is just really fun for me. I guess like I like the challenge. Mm-hmm. I just, it makes me more confident. I guess in my day to day life, like if I do like um, a lot of hard things, like a lot of hard climbs, I'll be like, oh yeah, I can. You do. feel satisfied with yeah, yourself because you went out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when I was fourteen years old, my very first climb was Kilimanjaro. Jeez. Nineteen thousand. 400 feet oh my gosh and it was <laughs> i don't eight. like heights so i i don't know that'd be a little scary for me yeah you it's can... a really wide mountain actually so it's like kind of like cone shaped uh-huh. and so there's no there's actually no drop-offs on Kilimanjaro. it's just a okay. really 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 long so don't judge and, a book by its cover <laughs> yeah, it's a really really long and exhausting extreme hike how long does it take to climb a mountain in nineteen thousand, or climb a mountain at nineteen thousand feet um, a lot of factors play into it. You technically, if you, if there was no such thing as altitude sickness, you could do it really fast, mm-hmm. like in a day. But because of the pressure changes, your body can't handle it and you know, you can die. You, you get more exhausted, huh? Yeah. Or you, you can actually die if you go up too fast. There, if there's too much pressure change, <clears throat> a lot of liquid can go into your lungs and oh, brain. Yeah. And you can die. So you have to be smart about mm-hmm. these things. <laughs> so on Kilimanjaro, it took eight days. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were camping out on the mountain, and the highest camp we stayed at was 16,000 feet. Wow. Freezing cold. But on in Colorado, we kind of took the risk. We acclimated, so we got used to the altitude at maybe like 9,000 feet. And then the next day, we just went straight out to 14,000 feet, which is kind of risky. But as soon as we got to the top, you know, we, we go up to the same height every single day. Basically, so the mm-hmm. next climb, it's a, it got a little bit easier every single day, and my body got used to the altitude, so it's a little bit, like, it, it, the risk was a worth a lot. Mm-hmm. So you made the hard decisions then, so that helped you, you know, later on, mm-hmm. when you got to day six, seven, you're like, you know what, I'm almost done, it's not going to be as hard as it was before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, um, that that's crazy. I I mean, if you, I, I don't know if I could handle that. I'm sure if I put my mind to it, like you're saying, you know, getting good. I mean, I'm already in pretty good shape. I run, I, I, I work out, but if I really like took it serious, like doing five hours of cardio, like that's crazy. And, and I started <clears throat> working out more and doing more weights and, and climbing more. I'm sure I could handle it, but I'm just the type of guy, like I don't like heights. Like mm-hmm. you can ask my cousins. We, we went to, um, this amusement park in Missouri and like, I was like so scared to go on these roller coasters. Like they literally had to force me to go on or they said, you know, we're not going to play ps4 with you tonight so i'm like all right i gotta do this one way or the other i gotta get on this roller coaster and i'm gonna do it i don't care but i ended up doing it i had my uh, my mental state was ready because i knew i could uh, handle it mm-hmm. but anyway elias it's been a good episode so far we're just gonna go into one or two more questions mm-hmm. uh just thank you for giving us uh, this insight about adventure and mountain climbing because i'm a type of guy where i don't know much about mountain climbing like mm-hmm. i watched this one documentary on Disney Plus called Free Solo. Mm-hmm. It was about uh, Alex Hunold who free soloed uh, like one of the El Capitan, I think it's one of the highest mountains or something like that. And that was like really inspiring. Like this dude, yes, that seemed impossible, but it it, it took him a while to get there. You know, he free soloed many other mountains before. He was in great shape. He was focused. He, he lived the right lifestyle that he needed. Mm-hmm. And 
he ended up doing it. So to hear like how to handle it and, and from a from a perspective of someone that I know, it, it's it's cool to know you know what goes into climbing mountains. It's more than meets the eye. It's more than just having rope and and eating a cliff bar. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, Elias, we're gonna move into our last question. This is gonna be uh one of the I wouldn't say tougher questions, but one of the more important questions because it 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 kind of recaps the whole episode and whole topic of the episode on why you should do this or how you should look at it look on this certain topic and that topic's on pursuing adventure and getting out of your comfort zone so without further ado um why pursue adventure and get out of your comfort zone <laughs> um, just why you know because think about it when someone is comfortable with their lifestyle that you know they like working a nine to five they like going home kicking their feet up on the couch watching netflix eating ice cream bars doing nothing like what why should they get out of that comfort zone that's comfy and, and pursue something different pursue something more adventurous something more risky um and this, that goes for everyone, of yeah, course. Like, like someone like me who doesn't like heights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the term YOLO is like kind of used a lot, but it's so it's it's really true because if you live life scared of everything and you live life like um worried about the little things, like mountain climbing, sure it's dangerous, but it's only dangerous if you're dumb and you don't handle mm-hmm. things correctly. Right. And um, I don't know. You just. <clears throat> If you live life like regretting everything and just not doing, or if you live life just not doing anything, you're gonna regret everything. Right. And personally, I think, or for me, I just want to shoot for all the things I've always wanted to do, and just try to do it because you only you're you're only gonna be on this earth once. That's true. (laughs) And yeah, afterwards you won't have a chance to do all the things in this world. So, yeah. so just take the chances on things that seem scary now before you regret and before it's too late. Mm-hmm. You know, because we get one life, as he was saying, folks, and we, and we it's like we don't know, you know, when it's over. You know, we could yeah. have 20 years, we could have four years. Yeah. Heck, we could have 110 years. Like, we just don't know. And that's why we have to really cherish every day and do things that we're not used to and just mm-hmm. get out of that comfort zone. You know, r- train for a half marathon if you want to. Train for a, a full marathon if you want to. Just do those things. Um, that that was a good message to leave to leave people um, is there any other uh, projects you have coming up? Any mountains you're climbing? I know things are weird because of COVID and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, we might do Machu Picchu in, um, um, I think April. It's not really a mountain, but it's, it's kind of a high hike. It's a, it's more of a tourist attraction, but I'm not, that's why I'm not sure if I really want to do it, <laughs> but we might do Kilimanjaro again in the summer, which is going to be really fun. And that's in Africa, correct? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I would, I'd love to do this mountain called Aconcagua. And it would, it would be more experienced towards my future goal, um, Mount Everest, because uh, Aconcagua is to 22,800 feet. Almost, oh, my Lord. It's almost 7,000 meters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really high. My grandpa did it once, and he actually saw a dead body up there, which is Oh, Lord. Funny. Yeah. Now, when someone's body is just like, like uh, it's uh, so unfortunate. Like, you hear ma- uh, climbers that climb Mount Everest, you know, they fall, and unfortunately, and they die. Like, mm-hmm. no one can just pick up their body. It's just lays there, right? Yeah. The thing is on Mount Everest, when you're above 20... Because Mount Everest is 29,000 feet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. When you're, <laughs> even, even when you say it, it gives me chills. I'm like, oh, gosh. When you're above 26,000 feet, it's called the death zone. And that means no matter how physically fit you are, there's not enough oxygen for your body to function. So if you're above 26,000 feet for, above, for more than 24 hours, your body will literally eat itself alive. So what happens is actually... Most climbers die from altitude sickness. A lot of people would think it's from the cold or What is it called outside? Uh, altitude sickness. Altitude sickness, yeah. okay. So it's, that's just when your lungs, you just can't get enough oxygen mm-hmm. and you end up suffocating? Or sort of. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, um, it's the pressure change because it's so high up. 
and um, it's also exha- exhaustion. Right, right. You get tired. You're not moving anymore. Your body cools down because you're not like moving a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you actually die from you usually die from exhaustion and altitude sickness Jeez. rather than um, falling and being cold. So how do you avoid that? Um, you just keep climbing till you reach the top. No, you if you should have you, like if you feel any symptoms, you should go down. But a lot of people are really stubborn because Everest is extremely expensive, <laughs> and it's a two month climb. So yeah, it's like all of summer almost. Yeah. Oh lord! So when you're like, make sure it's worth your time. Yeah, <laughs> when you're on the day that you're trying to push for the summit, which is from twenty six thousand feet to twenty nine. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for the for the Sherpas, which are the climbing guides. That it's the home the stretch, literally. It's really hard for it's really hard to turn around and to give up because it's such a it's such an investment and it's such a long climb. It's just so hard to give up. Mm-hmm. So that kind of relates back how we were talking about like, so one you know they have to have the right mental state. They have to know like okay, I've been training for this. You know, let's mm-hmm. say for six months, I I gotta really trust in my abilities here. So. If one does that, they, they will succeed, right? They'll, they'll reach the summit, they'll reach the top, they'll reach their goals. Um, now, I know we kind of ran a, I, I ran, I, we're going past the questions, and that's great. That's, I love when we do this. Um, are you a big advocate for setting goals for yourself? Because I know you said you love setting goals and accomplishing them because it, it, it lets you know, like, I'm satisfied. I, I, I did this. Yeah. I, have, I have confidence in myself, and I'm going to keep going so I can become better and more successful. Yeah, I set a lot of goals for myself. I push myself as much as I possibly can because I believe that a lot of things are just mental. Because mm-hmm. if you if you look at you know crazy athletes or people that just do really cool things, they they started somewhere. They achieved it by constant training, and constantly trying to get better. And I believe that you can do anything if you really really put your mind to it. Like that like that sentence is really really um I guess it's really vague, sort of. But mm-hmm. if you really like just focus on one thing and train for years as hard as you can you can do anything wow that's that's that also relates to how michael jordan got cut from his uh varsity basketball team when he was a sophomore like he could have said you know gosh i guess it wasn't good enough i mean i mean i guess it is what it is i'll make varsity next year i mean not only did he make varsity next year but he ended up becoming probably the goat mm-hmm. you know so that's just i love how when you say things i just related to you know other things that i'm more familiar with mm-hmm. so yeah keep pushing you're going to run into obstacles in the road that's part of life you know mm-hmm. my dad always said life isn't smooth sailing you know it, you, it sometimes it can be an ocean it'll be smooth at one point the wind will be blowing in the direction that you like and then boom you know you start running in the choppy water your boat starts moving but it's how you adapt and how you handle those things mm-hmm. and that's kind of like now you know for a lot of seniors like myself um going to senior you know it's supposed to be a fun year you're supposed to it, it, granted it can still be fun due to all this but you're supposed to like really really be happy about it going into it knowing it's going to be a last year and it's been kind of tough for a lot of seniors as school's going online you know there's you can't be social like you used to on the weekends go to football games but you can look at the positive in it and you can adapt and say you know what this is time for me to try new things this is time for me to do the thing I was scared of Mm -hmm. you know heck someone could be listening to this and say I've always wanted to climb mountains now I now I can finally climb Mm -hmm. mountains and do this so it's all about how you adapt and and how and, and and what goals you want to set and where you want to see yourself because you can look at COVID and everything being being online and there being no sports as a setback and say oh oh well you know I guess you know, I guess I can't really do anything about it or you can adapt to it mm-hmm. um but yeah that's 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 just kind of the message I have there about pursuing new things and now when you pursue new things that's also an adventure in itself too uh just like when I tried the uh 
one of this big roller coaster that my cousins wanted me to do in Missouri. It was like, <laughs> this is gonna sound nothing to you. It was only a three hundred foot drop, mm-hmm. but I tried it and you know, I was like, it, I, I took a risk because I was scared, but I was like, you know, that was worth it. That was fun. Mm-hmm. So do things now. Don't regret them. You don't know how much time you have left on this earth, folks. I hate to say it, and you only get one life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before we close, uh, do you just wanna if you have anything else to say, you can say it. Uh, feel free to say it. But also, could you just tell us how one can know more about cleanwater.org, I believe it's, you said, or the website that you were mm-hmm. talking about. Because I really want the, the audience to know about this. It's a cool thing what you're doing. Yeah, um, you can search out uh, cleanwaterclimb.com or Child Legacy because Child Legacy is the official um, name of the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 100% nonprofit, and 100% of your donation will go to towards clean water. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know how many people you're helping, um, whatever m- amount you donate times 1.6 will be the exact, or, or be roughly the amount of people that you're helping for five years, and you're literally saving their life because what they're drinking is mud water. And mm-hmm. I've seen it myself. Mm-hmm. I've been to um, Malawi, and we went to, we repaired four water wells, I think. Wow. And um, they brought us to the water source each time, and it's just, they, they walk for miles and miles and miles just to get a bucket of dirty milk water. Wow. Or like um milk, milk, mud, <laughs> mud water. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got yeah. you. But um, yeah, it it literally saves uh, their lives. Um, uh, I think five hundred thousand kids die. Five hundred wow. kids under the age of five die a year because of uh, waterborne diseases. And in America, you can just walk to your sink and get a fresh, nice drink of glass or of water. In just it. like you have right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I you take it for granted. They shower with this water. Mm. They do everything with this water. Mm-hmm. So you, one can partake in change. One can pursue something new and mm-hmm. know that they uh, did it for a good cause, of course. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Elias, thank you for being on. You gave great insight to this episode. I I, was, I, I feel uh, like I just got an education on how to climb mountains and just mountain climbing in general. And <laughs> Heck, maybe one day I'll try it. <laughs> I used to hate running. I started running during quarantine, and now I actually like running. I try to do at least four or five days a week. Um, I also hated push-ups too. I started doing push-ups every day and now I love push-ups. So who knows, Elias, I may try uh, Kilimanjaro with you one day and I may end up liking it. I may yeah. do what you're doing and you want to do a mountain every other uh, month or whatever. But folks, uh, I, I thank you for tuning in this episode, uh, but I just want to give an update. Um, this is a season two, episode four. Um, I just want to say there'll probably be one or two more episodes left in season two. And I'm going to take a little bit of a hi- hiatus um, and that's just due to school starting online. I really want to focus on starting uh, the school year out right and, and just getting stuff in order. Uh, so, But unfortunately, what I mean by a, a, a hiatus, I mean about, you know, six, five to six months. And, and that that is what it is. I'll be, Sammy Hours always here for you. I've, I've had, there's, there's multiple episodes here for you and, and reach out to me if you need anything, folks. I, I'm really here to help you guys out, influence people and have cool guests like Elias Blanc on himself. Oh, and I forgot to mention, Elias, how can people get to know you more? What's your snap? What's uh-huh. your Instagram? You know, all the shout outs right here, right now. TikTok. No, not my TikTok. No, no, not his TikTok, <laughs> not folks. My not TikTok. his TikTok. <laughs> but, um... PG-13 audience. Yeah. <laughs> my Instagram is EliasBlanca underscore and my Snapchat, I made it when I was like 12, so don't follow me. It's uh, Elias <laughs> underscore the Asian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can. I'll, I have a lot of mountain climbing um, stuff on mm-hmm. my Instagram. Not that much because I do other things like 
Um, I do gymnastics, and I right. also do this thing called Kendama. It's kind of a little fun hand-eye coordination game. Oh, I've seen that on your TikTok. Or your, yeah, I'm like, wow, how does that kid do that? I'm okay. confused with it. But, folks, I mean, if you want to, check out his TikTok. Oh, I don't think we should. If you want a shout-out, go ahead. No, I'm not going to shout my Okay, TikTok. folks, no TikTok, no TikTok. <laughs> no TikTok. He's not, he's not a little huddy over here. Yeah. I respect that, Elias. I do. I'm not trying to get in the clout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, anything else about checking out your account or no? Um... No, I think that's it. All right, folks. Thank you. God bless. Enjoy this episode and have a good one.